Hello, this is Digital Accessibility, the people behind the progress. I'm Joe Walensky, the creator and host of this series. And as an accessibility professional myself, I find it very interesting as to how others have found their way into this profession. So let's meet one of those people right now and hear about their journey. Well, hello again. I'm Joe Walensky, and here we are for another episode where I get to meet an accessibility practitioner. And today I'm pleased to be ch chatting with Pranima Subramanian. Hello, Pranima. How are you doing today? Hello, Joe. I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. It's uh, kind of a rainy week uh, at my uh, home office on Vashon Island, which is near the Blink headquarters. Uh, in Seattle, Washington. Uh, where are you talking to us from? So I'm here, I'm living here in Concord, North Carolina. So the weather, it's like, you know, both cold and sunny, but yeah, not pretty bad though for the winter. <laughs> well, a um, good place to uh, start is if you could just tell us a little bit about your uh, current position, the types of things that you're responsible for. Yeah, sure. So I'm an um, I'm a digital accessibility SME. Um, so I'm the subject matter expert on digital accessibility on my you know in in my current company at the Holland America Group. So it is a travel industry where I actually like you know represent the accessibility compliance and also for the accessibility you know experience for all of our you know Holland America crews digital websites that includes Princess Cruises, Holland America Line, and Seabound Cruise Brands. So yeah, I I'm like you know my role is more of like um, you know being a accessibility point of contact and the subject matter experts to work with various teams, uh, you know, that includes design team, development team, and also the vendors who are actually like, you know, hosting content in our brand websites, um, um, you know, to, you know, to educate and also like, you know, to ensure that, you know, the, 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 the end product is accessible um, and, you know, meeting all the VCAG guidelines, which is like, you know, the, the core uh, basic of the accessibility compliance. So apart from the compliance, like, you know, talking about from the user experience, like, you know, it is very important for our customers, um, you know, for, you know, for, for each one of our customers, I would just like, you know, like to insist that like, you know, they, they like, you know, whomever you know accessing our brand website you know they 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 wanted to feel that like you know they are being you know inclusive like you know they they feel that like you know um yeah this website is like you know for us i can do anything you know online you know include you know that you can start from you know booking for a cruise or else like you know i mean access your boarding pass and when you are all set to like you know sail in the cruise make sure that like you know you have your you know application and the website and you log in you know already and you know and make sure that that websites are accessible um, for everyone so there are people who are having color blindness you know there are people who may have like you know you know who may who may be using the screen readers and you know the people like you know who are like you know i mean in in, in the in the aging category like you know 
who are like, you know, I mean, I would like to call it like, you know, 60 years and older, like, you know, they may have like, you know, various, you know, forms of like, you know, disabilities, but you know, that, that does, that's not going to stop anyone like, you know, to access the web. So that is what like, you know, I am here in my company. Um, I'm in the position that, you know, to make sure that our digital products are accessible to everyone. Well, one of the things that I like to do is uh, find out the journeys that brought people to the work that they do today. So um, if we go uh, back in time, what would be uh, one of the first places that you became aware of accessibility uh, in, in, in started thinking about uh, being involved with that? Yeah, so talking about my, I mean, I, I'm, I'm like, you know, I mean, going back, I think before 10 years, I would say like, you know, I, I stepped onto this digital accessibility space um, um, in, um, I would say like, you know, I mean, 2007, where I joined, uh, you know, in, in a center of excellence team in my XX company, the, the company named Cognizant. Um, so they have actually like, you know, they have been, they have been like, you know, creating a new team that's called non-functional center of excellence. So that includes various types of services um, like security, uh, web security, and then accessibility, performance, um, and disaster recovery, and, you know, there, there are other names as well. But, you know, somehow I chose to be the part of digital accessibility, but to be honest, like, you know, I was a total newbie who was wondering, like, you know, whether people with disabilities can even access a web. So that was like, you know, back in, you know, 12 years say 2007 so i started learning about different types of disabilities and you know how people are you know really using you know the web how how they can use the web like you know that was that was the question on my mind and like you know i started exploring on that and you know learned about the the you know the accessibility guidelines and bylaws that they were you know available in in, in the in the digital space um, um, to make sure that you know they could satisfy that and uh, and also like you know the facts about like you know the assistive technologies that you know people are using um, to you know communicate with the with the computer right that is that is one thing that was that was the biggest challenge when I started like you know to learn about the assistive technologies how does that work um, and you know how do we actually test it? with our products to see you know because you know bringing in the bringing in the real user experience is not quite easy so you know learning about the assistive technologies but yeah i mean i think I, I tried my best to learn about assistive technologies at that time so and then you know my learning was like a like an incremental learning process where you know i you know i, I met a person actually in one of my previous company like you know client client place where the person is like, you know, is, is in a wheelchair who was actually using the web. So he was actually like, you know, talking about his experience of, you know, you know, how he interacts with the web. Um, so that that makes me like, you know, really, you know, surprising and also at the same time, like, you know, yeah, I mean, it can be done, right? So that's, that's the part like, you know, where I came into, um, when I decided that, like, okay, I'm not leaving this still accessibility space because whatever work I do, like, you know, I always feel passionate about it. And also, like, you know, that makes me feel good. 
in a good cause, right? You know, um, so so we started from there, and then I moved on to like you know to the banking let sector. Me, let me just can I let me just jump yeah. in, stop you there for for a minute. Uh, sure. And so so what type of work were you doing at, at that time? Are you able to you know talk about your your position or you know what? what you were being employed for when you first started uh getting involved with that sure i was i was i was actually i, I was starting as an accessibility tester where like you know i was employed like you know to do most of the testing services so that means like you know you need to understand about the you know the testing guidelines and also the like you know uh, the testing with assistive technologies so those two things like you know or where, like, you know, where I started my accessibility career. Um, and then, like, you know, where, when, when it comes to the screen reader, like, you know, when I turned on JAWS, like, you know, it used to talk. And uh, I, I'm i not quite sure, like, you know, how, okay, should I use tab and just the enter and the space bar? But then, like, you know, I realized there are, like, you know, I mean, various keyboard shortcuts that are available for the users that access a quick navigation mechanism for people who are blind like you know to interact with the with the web that was that was quite amazing like you know to learn about the screen readers and then it's, it's and also like you know it's a fact that you know i always wanted to say to anyone like you know whomever i work with so when we say accessibility it's not just about screen readers so there are many other like you know assistive technologies and also the like you know the operating system settings that people use in their day-to-day -day life when they actually communicate with the web so that's one thing so when we take like you know i mean just you know it's not when we say it, it's not just about the screen reader like you know they are about the zooming like you know we need to make sure that like you know that people who are having low vision they can you know access the web i can you know even even as a normal person i used to like you know prefer just to zoom and see whether i can like you know see the content clearly right so that's one thing and then you know people who who cannot use a mouse and you know who actually like you know prefer to work with a keyboard and they have like, you know, I mean, keyboard set up in a way that, you know, they could access. So those are also like, you know, considered into that. So it was, it was quite a time, like, you know, it was, it, it, it actually took me, you know, a good amount of time to learn about different kinds of, um, you know, disabilities that, you know, this digital accessibility focusing on and, you know, how it actually like, you know, impacts them. Um, Various lives uh, and to see, like you know, in the in their day-to-day -day lives, right, of accessing web because accessing web, it's not just like you know, I mean, it's now becoming, it's now becoming in our like you know, like like, like core thing, right, and especially um, you know when for people who are you know in the in the aging category, like you know, they they prefer to do their work where they are, right. In sitting in with you so that that is that is one other thing like you know that we could think of uh. well uh, it's getting started as a uh tester i think for a lot of people uh, coming into accessibility is a great place to start because you're uh you know you're working with assistive technologies as as you said and so uh you're you're understanding you know what the challenges are um you mentioned that that then you started working as a subject matter expert um so uh how do you define that and you know what changed about your role as you started doing that type of work yeah sure so as as like you know as i said like you know i started as a tester and then you know when i actually joined a new company which is which is a banking 
industry. So where I, you know, started learning about the strategies, like, you know, of how to implement the accessibility, right? Best practices. So it doesn't like, you know, I was, I was understanding, like, you know, it's more of like, you know, my understanding was like, you know, just to like, you know, test it with this assistive technologies and see if it passes the guidelines, but it's not. So when it comes like, you know, the, to the strategies that actually implements um, the digital accessibility, like, you know, to make sure the product is accessible, it actually starts in the design phase. So the design phase is one of the core phase, I would say, like, you know, the best practices, it's not, it's not a long list that they have, but still like, you know, it makes a lot of difference when you, um, you know, have the accessibility best practices integrated in your design stage. So that's where I started, like, you know, working with the design teams to understand, like, you know, how, how we can make little things like, you know, you know, I mean, delivered in an accessible way, like, you know, show it up in an accessible way that actually made a lot of difference. For an example, like, you know, when you have um, just, just, you know, this small example, I just would like to say when you have like, you know, say you have a section called personal information where you fill out the form and, you know, you have, you have labels, right? So in, in one of my, in one of the forms that, you know, our design team were designing, that they were actually giving out as a placeholders. But, you know, when I, when I start typing in, like, you know, I'm not seeing the label anymore because, you know, there are, there are two different date categories. Like, you know, one is the birth date and one is like, you know, your passport expiry date. And it's like, you know, and I'm, I'm a little confused to understand, okay, okay, which is my birth date and which is my, it's just like, you know, it's a little, it's, it's a little like, you know, it's not giving me a clue or like, you know, so that's, that's where like, you know, we need to like, you know, start addressing in the design stage itself to make sure that like, you know, we are having the visual labels. So this is just one of the examples where we could actually start addressing them you know, to, to best point out that, you know, design stage is the like, you know, is, is a core uh, phase of, um, you know, integrating accessibility uh, in, your, in your digital products. Um, and that's where it starts. And then, you know, moving on from design to development, uh, we actually like, you know, instead of like, you know, testing the products after developing i i you know i love to like you know educate the developers about um, what needs to be done and what are the accessibility guidelines and you know why it is needed right so these three things like you know i always like you know i mean like to conduct as a workshop you know i i'm, I'm never tired of like you know i mean talking about this uh, uh, with my developers like you know so once they get to the understanding of, you know, why it is needed, then there will be no question of like, you know, how I can address it, right? So there are different frameworks, like, you know, we have the ARIA frameworks that needs to be integrated in the development, which may or may not be, you know, aware by the development team yet. Like, you know, if you feel you like, you know, if, if you're ready to like, you know, as an, as an accessibility SME or specialist, or, you know, based on your role in the accessibility, and, you know, if you're ready to explain to the developer, like, you know, in just, in just a no-wise form, just say that, you know, why it is needed, you know, how, how the screen reader works, right? And how the, like, you know, what is expected in the zooming and what is expected in the speech recognition, right? And what is, what do I need from the keyboard point of view? So those factors, like, you know, I, I try to explain to them and make sure that like, you know, at least they understand to the extent that, you know, why they are doing that. So that actually, you know, helped me a lot uh, in, in my in my projects that I have done. 
to you know bring out uh, you know a good accessible product like you know i would say you know to a good extent so after that like you know of course the testing phase so the testing phase like you know where you would actually do the testing to make sure like you know that the product is accessible and also and when we talk about the testing there are different uh, kinds like you know where you do the automation testing and the manual testing so as this is as accessibility is like a human interpreted you know a, a framework like you know the automation tool is not going to like you know do all the work for you so it's like you know the automation only covers like you know some 40 you know 30 to 40 percentage um of testing the markup of the brand sites right the website but you know the manual testing is what like you know going to give you you know a good idea of saying that hey if this product is going to be accessible to the end user or not right so that is what important here so and then like you know doing the manual testing and then you know to like you know after once it is done like you know to see that yeah yeah like you know we are we are like you know getting the product as accessible that you know makes everyone's happy <laughs> and also like you know um, of course to our to our customers right or to the to the end users who are using the websites um you know that's where like you know they are they are like you know feeling that okay i mean it's it is it is included right so that means like you know and and we're not using you know any any separate widgets or something to make it accessible like you know and it's like a normal user how you know how like you know i use with the screen reader like you know it's not it's not making any difference for me so i can access the website as how the other user does so that that is what like you know that difference is what like you know i mean calling out and also like you know making me feel you know to play my role as an accessibility specialist well uh so you obviously, uh, you know, we have a wide spectrum of activities that you're involved in, and that's always rewarding to uh, get involved in in the early stages with uh, design right. before uh, the code is is in place. Uh, you know, one of the things that I find interesting about uh, the type of service that you provide is that um, your customers are uh, not only working with the uh, the digital part of the process, but the whole point of it is, I, I assume, to be involved in a physical activity of, uh, of, of travel. And so there's that whole part of it. And so uh, does that come into your design thought at all about how the work that you're doing on the digital side merges with the actual experience people have uh, in taking a trip? yeah so i would like you know in in my current position i can talk about like you know when you have your digital like digital web like you know accessible for an example i wanted to chat or i you know i I'm, I'm ready to book a cruise and you know say say there is a end user like you know there's a customer who are using the screen reader and then you know he you know decided to like you know taking a uh, booking a cruise to our cruise website and uh, no, if and also I wanted to chat about uh, the you know the cruise deals um, uh, without actually like you know visiting the the cruise representative like you know the office or the customer center where I actually like you know or the agent itself uh, where I could get more details. But then you know 
So the chat feature, like, you know, that is available in our cruise website that makes the customer like, you know, easy that they could like, you know, chat with the cruise representative online and, you know, ask about the questions that he has and then get get details about the, you know, the cruise deals. And, you know, once he finds that, yeah, it's all good, you know, he can directly go and book it online so he can save the trip, like, you know, visiting the the you know cruise agent and you know getting about the and just to know about the cruise deals right so that's that's one thing i find like you know where um i mean our our like you know the website like you know definitely helps uh, uh, people like you know with disabilities like you know who wants to like you know save a trip to you know by actually visiting the you know the the, the office itself that's one thing and um, also in in the banking back to the you know the banking industry where i worked for a bank you know one one example that i could find is the mobile deposit so that's a cool feature that's now available in the app itself where you know once you have a check like you know i wanted to okay go and deposit it okay i have to like you know go to the bank so that the banker can help me but that is uh, like you know i, I I can say like, you know, in almost all the app now, there's an option called the mobile deposit, right? So you can actually make it work. Like, you know, it's, it's pretty intuitive in a way that like, you know, uh, anyone can do the mobile deposit. And even with the screen reader, it announces all the instructions as it had to say that, hey, you know, place the check and, you know, turn turn on to this angle and then use the darker background. So that gives a clear picture of like, you know, for, for, for the customers to, deposit the checks online and you know that definitely like you know saves a trip <laughs> to the to the you know, to visit the banker itself well uh with uh your experience with accessibility you've probably uh seen a lot of things uh that are that have moved in a positive direction maybe some things that haven't moved as quickly as you thought they would um as you look forward uh, into the future, um, you know, what are some of the things that uh, you're looking forward to seeing in accessibility? Yeah, so in future, like, you know, I mean, I I would like to like, you know, I mean, see this digital accessibility grow and, you know, expand. It's not just like, you know, in, in the company that I work in, right? But, you know, I also like, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm seeing like, you know, there are, I mean, the, the the awareness about the digital accessibility it's coming out more and more and from different types of people and you know who are working either in the physical or like you know in the digital space um so like you know they as they get to understand more like you know they would actually like you know they they, they can implement that more right they can make it work so they can make a difference so that's the only thing. So I think in the future also, I am, you know, I'm I'm planning to contribute more towards the workshops or like, you know, to the to the to the webinars, like, you know, mostly on educating things, because that's the one part that like, you know, I always love to do. So irrespective of like, you know, I mean, who was like, you know, working in which space, um, then, you know, it definitely like, you know, helped them uh, um, and also like, you know, helps me to make me feel good. Like, like, you know, I'm doing the right thing, right? So that's the one thing like, you know, I wanted to do. So, I mean, growing and also like, you know, I mean, empowering, I would say, <laughs> um, you know, the digital accessibility, um, you know, you know, make it as a, make it as a standard, make it as a default, like, you know, we're not, we're not doing like, you know, any, 
bringing any kind of like you know i mean magic here you know to call accessibility as a separate thing no it is a inclusive practice so we just wanted to like you know make that inclusive and you know i wanted to see that happen in my future and uh, yeah i will definitely like you know i mean contribute to my best um in the digital uh, accessibility space to make that happen well uh, purnima thank you so much for taking the time to share your journey uh into accessibility it's been a, a great story to hear about the different activities that you've been working on and uh i look forward to uh, meeting you sometime uh, in the real world in the future Hi, I'm Joe Walensky, and as host of the Digital Accessibility Program, I like to keep the focus on our amazing guests. But I'm always excited about my role as Accessibility Director at Blink, the producer of this program, and I'd like to share that with you. Blink is the world's leader in evidence-driven design, and we work with a wide variety of clients. Founded in Seattle, we also have offices in Boston, New York, Austin, San Diego, and San Francisco. Our stated mission is to make technology human. Embracing inclusive design and accessibility brings all of us closer to that mission. We bring accessibility in every one of our projects. Our philosophy is that each of our practitioners should understand how accessibility applies to their own work. Accessibility is not a separate department or activity for us. Our researchers, designers, and developers all employ accessibility principles at every stage. If you have a need for research and design services, Blink is a partner with a full-time commitment to making your product or service accessible and a great experience for all of your customers. Some of the specific areas where we can help, using research to better understand the needs of your customers with disabilities, innovating to make sure your accessibility is the best-in-class design, we can move existing designs to development in a sprint. And maybe most importantly, we provide a turnkey transformation to an accessible site or app. Of course, compliance status is something that we always include as part of the service. If any of this is of interest, please get in touch with me directly at joe at blinkux.com. That's J-O-E at B-L-I-N-K-U-X.com. Thank you. And please take a moment to rate our program in whatever app you use.